You are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 26. Woo! Very good. Was it good? I don't yeah. know. It, it didn't feel good. All right. Oh, that was there. Power. Power is good. like a ball. Hello. Welcome to Wonderful Wednesday again. It's 11 o'clock comics. I am Vince B. Yeah, I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm David Price. And I'm Maureen McCormick. No. <laughs> No, I'm not Maureen McCormick, and I'm not Jason Wood either, who unfortunately cannot be with us here tonight, which sucks because I had a surprise for him. I'm really? pouring some of my 40 out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was going to, you know, in honor of my buddy who's having a bad couple days after a, a little bit of a dick tease uh, mm. earlier in the week, got the rug pulled out from under him again, and so I thought I'm going to put a little spin on it and do something special for my pal and he's not here but he'll listen to it so it will be special nonetheless i guess for what it's worth you want me to go I'm, go right ahead and tell you what i did absolutely go for it. i'm i'm all I, flutter about it i'm expanding my alcohol consciousness let's just say what yes i got something <laughs> new <laughs> what i never tried this and it was staring at me from across the quickie mart i saw it in the in the Oh cooler. shit! It's it's yingling lager in a bottle, not a no, can. but it but it is, it is in a bottle, and it's got this cool illustration of a devil type demon on the front drinking a, a nice cool icy glass of lager. It's called Arrogant Bastard Ale. Not perfect. Have you ever heard of that? No. no. It says Where's you're that? not you're not worthy right on the front of the bottle. Seven point two percent alcohol volume. Nice. And it's got a, a nice little story on the back. Arrogant Bastard Ale. This is an aggressive beer. You probably won't like it. It is quite doubtful that you have the taste or sophistication to be able to appreciate an ale of this quality and depth. So on and so forth. Where's, where's it brewed at? North County, San Diego. We are a small, honest brewery with unrealistically high yet cantankerously unwavering standards. Well, that's, that's all right. A, that's that's Pat Loika's homeland. Yeah, and yeah. you can that you can visit them on the web at uh, arrogantbastard.com. I'm I didn't taste it yet. I'm gonna do it right now. All right. Well, give us the give us the taste test. Oh, this is a Dave Wachter beer. <laughs> Wachter. It, yeah, it's very hoppy. Oh, okay. Very hoppy. Uh, I thought it was slight hairy or something. No, it's got a lot of bite to it. <laughs> oh. I'm liking it. It's got a little bit of an aftertaste, but Dave likes the aftertaste. Take my word for it. So. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well you, you started our drink roll call. Uh, it's going to be an abbreviated one this week uh, with no wood here. Um, David, what you, what you sipping on? I am sipping on some white Merlot. Came home, watched the uh, rest of the debate with my lovely wife, Renee, and I just felt like some wine. So, Did Mr. Puddle wine. show up? No, there was no Mr. Puddles. I was so depressed. We still couldn't find Mr. Puddles. I fast. almost shit my pants when I first saw that. Mr. Puddles. Mr. Puddles. You have to watch. I'll, I'll send you the Daily Show clip. 
It was, oh. also, it, was it was last week following the second debate. Uh, gotcha. when, okay. uh, when when McCain was wandering the floor for whatever reason, and he's walking around, so he did a voiceover. John Stewart said that they have an isolated feed from uh, from McCain's mic. So while Obama's talking, and you see McCain in the background wandering around, they they mute Obama, and then you hear McCain, and you're like. So what are you guys doing over here? Has everybody seen my dog, Mr. Puddles? <laughs> and he's walking brilliant. around, and 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 he he put his he had his hand out, so they timed it. So he also said he's little and he fits right in your hand, and it's just it yeah. it's the timing is awesome, and, and Vince nice. is right, it's great. Nice. That was one of the funniest Daily Show episodes ever, and and I you was know. surprised because he did not lay off Obama because his wife was the special guest. Yes, he, he hit right. him equally as uh, as hard yeah. as he did yeah. McCain. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, hey, there, there, there are there are other there are other news um, stations out there that say they're fair and balanced. Daily Show is the most fair and balanced <laughs> news you're going to get, man, because they, they they go after both of them. Yeah. Um, I am a, a normally I have a, a special cocktail to a match up with a comic book for the comic shots uh, article over iFanboy, but I think I told you guys last week I'm I'm only doing that twice a month now. So um, so I didn't have to come up with anything super inventive tonight. Um, my wife uh, went to bed a little early tonight, so I got into her bourbon, which she drinks Maker's Mark. And so if she finds Ooh. out that I've been getting into into her medicine, I'm going to be in trouble. But uh, so I, I'm drinking Marta's Ma- Maker's Mark tonight. So Did, just just it's a little bit on on the rocks. Does she have a line on the bottle so she knows where it was, how much there was last time she had it? You know, I bet she does, and I didn't you check. Might, you so, might want to add some water. Yeah, my, my, she could tell. You know, fact, <laughs> this is like 90 proof now, not 100. Sp- oh, oh, spe- speaking of... And water to my bourbon, son bitch. Just, just tell me you just threw the rocks in the bottle, and you just figured, you know, this will just save all the time. Yeah. Since, before we get into the comics, um, and since we just did the drink roll call, it kind of ties into that a little bit, because... I found out last week, earlier last week, that our internet buddy, Mr. Brian Bowles, does a podcast with his wife. And fans of Around Comics from back in the day will remember Brian Bowles from the Long Box of Love comic strip. Yep, absolutely. Every and week. Like, that like, was awesome. That guy, <laughs> that guy, that guy was, a, he was an animal. <laughs> they were awesome. I loved them. I was listening to episode four, and he and Tanya were talking about this show and around comics and, and Marvel noise. And they were talking about a few different podcasts and they mentioned the drink roll call. So this is a shout out to wood as well, because I believe for the episode that no, they didn't drink it for the episode that they were recording. But when they found out about woods, Wiley coyote drink, they decided to make it and they enjoyed it. So that's a shout out to Brian and Tanya for doing a funny as hell podcast. Once you get past the accent, cause they're from Tennessee, it's, uh, a that's good time is no, no, they make good whiskey out here. Bourbon. They, no, uh, no, no, I know, no, I know. No, well, according no, to Mike no. Norton, oh, fuck. don't talk to <laughs> Norton about whiskey, but so that's, that's us saying hello to, uh, to, to what, is, what, is, what is, what is the name of the podcast? It's the steam powered Aereo cast and it's a E R E O cast, but they, uh, we'll put, we'll put the link to the websites in the uh, in the show notes, let people know about it. It's only about a half hour, but they and and Brian will talk about comics. Tony will talk about uh, about movies or whatever you know, whatever's wowing them or rocking their world for the week. And it's just you know, it's 
no it's 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 like us sort of with no no set schedule no script no nothing we just run with it and they and i i laughed my ass about, off on the ride home about no scripts <laughs> i'm Vince, sorry Vince wait email, he emails me this tight ass outline every week <laughs> that's true and we always seem to segue into what happens on october 25th chris so oh, that's right. <laughs> it's coming up man according to uh, the little timer we have on the website it's uh October twenty twenty fifth. Eleven days, ten days. That's yeah, the day of the first contact, wasn't it? Didn't Blossom Goodchild say the twenty fifth was? <laughs> oh no, sorry, that was the fourteenth. It, it may have been moved to the twenty fifth. Yes, the countdown timer, which Sal had originally uh, put on the site because he wanted he wanted me to always be aware of how much time we had left, so I made sure to have all my shit done. Is now starting to freak him out. Oh and, shit. Yeah, yeah. Every couple hours, I hear him go, "Oh my god, it's still going." But yeah, as I look at it now, it's nine days, eleven hours, thirty-four minutes, and fifty-two seconds um, till the Windy City Comic Con, which uh, everybody that listens to the show knows about and is uh, sick of hearing me talk about. Uh, but let me give you our our last uh, our last couple announcements for this week. Um, first of all, we have added uh, a couple uh, uh, a couple programs. Uh, there's going to be a, a podcasters. We're not calling it a panel. Everyone's heard the podcast panels. There's going to be a roundtable um, discussion group, uh, which will be done as a podcast, and it'll be audience participation. Uh, it's going to be uh, Sal from Around Comics, Ron from My Fanboy, uh, John from Word Balloon, Scott Cedarlin from Wednesday's Hall, and. Hey. Uh, uh, Brett from uh, the Comic Book Queers are going to do a roundtable group, and uh, and audience will be able to ask questions and that kind of stuff. And there's also going to, I don't have the exact details on it, but there's going to be um, uh, a, an independent filmmaker that's going to be um, screening some some short films and some some parody clips. That'll be uh, uh, that'll be the last program for the day, and you can check the check the site for details. But the big announcement is our after party. Uh, after the convention is closed, uh, there'll be a, a bus transportation leaving the convention center at six o'clock or six thirty, and then once again at eight thirty, and it's going to uh, a bar in the South Loop called Villains uh, Bar and Grill, and uh, Villains has uh, like. Uh, uh, Supervillain-themed martinis. You can go there and get a, a Kingpin or a Doctor Doom martini, or my personal favorite, which is a, a Loki martini. And uh, a bunch of the creators going to be hanging out there after the convention. And uh, there's going to be uh, burlesque shows. I think starting like ten, eleven o'clock. So should cool. be a really should be a really f- Suicide Girls are going to mm-hmm. be uh, uh, be there and Mass. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. So anyway, that's that's this week's uh, Windy City Comic Con update. Go check that out, windycitycomiccon.com. We can't n- make it, David and myself, and would, but I would just you ask, hate me. Yeah, we do. Me. Yeah, we do. I would just ask one thing of you. Can you possibly get somebody to say you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics? Because I am so damn sick of doing that pre-music bit thing that, that, that we do. It's kind of boring. Could we get, like, maybe Norton or, or somebody cool and tall to, to say it? that? How about a suicide girl? Oh, man. Well, yes. It's not a video podcast. Though. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Okay, no. wait. wait. Before, we, before we go on, one more thing. Mm-hmm. I know Vince saw it, but I'm pretty sure you haven't seen it yet, Chris. 
Braxton changed his avatar again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that sign, have you seen the sign lately? Well, awesome. what it, it said, we'll work for tweets. That was oh. last week's. Uh-huh. This one's awesome. Yeah. It's it's it has my um the the drawing he did of me and it and above it it says missing father come home daddy please and it's, <laughs> it's just so wrong. Nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah I love that little sign. So, <sighs> all right, we got to yeah, get into the comic talk here. Let's talk yeah. about Lex. you know a wonderful comic Wednesday today. It was a little bit on the well, more than a little bit on the sad side for me. It, it, it was a double-edged sword. I got my books, but there was one that I absolutely—I'm heartbroken. I, I really am. I'm aghast. I'm agape. I'm agog. I'm magog, and I'm just heartbroken over what DC has done to my buddies. Did you, anyone read the the Jimmy Olsen special that that came out today? It is sitting about three uh, three down in my comic stack now. Let me try and approximate what it was like for me to read this book. It, it was very much like watching Eli Roth's Hostel. Have you seen that movie? No, I refuse to. Well, no, It's it, content aside, it's a very well-made film. But okay. it, it is an ordeal. It's It's very disturbing and upsetting and affecting that's the word i want it's a very affecting film you will not forget things in hostile and reading this jimmy olsen thing did the you know i'm not going to call the suicide prevention hotline but i'm telling you i this book bothered me but but just the fact that you're comparing superman's pal jimmy olsen to hostile this no it's bad it's bad i can't wait to hear where this goes it's it's bad you know can I? I'm going to spoil it because the less it's a, it, it's bothering me because it's a well-made comic book. The James Robinson did a great job on the writing. Uh, the art is is by a bunch of people: um, Marino, Scott, Carvalho, Stokes, Pereira. It, it the art is really good too, but it's the content that has me all frazzled. I'm going to spoil it. I, I don't want people not to buy this book because for the money, it's four ninety nine. But it's 60, yeah. 64 pages of all new, wonderfully crafted content. But I, I, I don't know if I can recommend it. it, it it's a, there, there's a, a plot uh, to systematically eliminate everyone with ties to Cadmus. Everyone. Now, now, when I say everyone, I don't mean, you know, your average Cadmus bloke or your, your DN alien. I'm talking everyone involved with Cadmus seems to be targeted for assassination. That's a pretty long road. And what's at the end of that road, ultimately? Superman. Come on. Right. Superman. So this is going to be a big, big story. And 64 pages in this issue, it's not even done yet. It's going to f- spill over into the new Krypton special that's coming out next week. And then there's a Guardian special coming out. It's, this is big doings. But all I have to say is to Mr. Robinson, is there nothing sacred? Flip a dippa, please. That's what this is about. The ori- no, <laughs> that, the original, the original Newsboy Legion are dead. Dead. Killed. Brutally killed, and not even, you know, you don't even see them die. You see a bunch of photographs of them snuffed out with their brains all bashed out and, and blown across the. Uh, it's disgusting. It really is. And, you know, I love the Newsboy Legion, but I have characters of the Cadmus variety that are closer to my heart, and I don't think there's anyone closer than Double X, who is now dead. Ugh. They killed Double X. What the hell is wrong with this world? 
I can't. I could not believe it as I'm reading this. I and you know, and it, it ties into something on our forum when 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 they said you know killing off popular characters is that a good or a bad thing? Well, I think it's even worse thing to dredge up seldom used. Although classic characters that haven't been around for a long time and just kill them for the sake of uh, a storyline. This could have been done a multitude of ways without having to resort to killing Double X and the Newsboy Legion, among other people. You know, this this has come up a lot in comics in the last few years. And I think there's a couple different ways to look at it. I think that you can, I think that you can get very upset like you are and that they're, that they've, I'm hurt. You was yes, you were attached to these characters, and and now there's a feeling of loss. Now, uh, when was the last time that that the newsboys were were used in DC? Was it Seven Soldiers? That doesn't matter. Jesus um, only appeared in the Bible for a little bit of time. Okay, no, we're but, talking flippa freaking dippa here. Not yeah. not 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 the clone flippa dippa. Those the clones are still around. The right. progenitor of flippa okay, dippa, Walter here. Johnson. Here, here's 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 my thing, man. Is how long has it been since um, since the Joker shot Barbara Gordon and crippled her? Yeah, but he didn't kill her. But I understand where you're no, going with yeah, this. And yes. How, how long ago was that? But, but 20, the thing is, it, is it no? Is it what twenty years? Twenty years? Uh, it's more. We had the, we had the twentieth anniversary okay. late last year, early this yeah, year. So okay. it, yeah. it's over twenty. I just read in Batman Confidential one of the best Barbara Gordon <laughs> Batgirl stories that's probably ever ever been in comics. I haven't read them all, but okay. I can't I can't imagine a better Barbara Gordon Batgirl. Right, com- but that, that, so Barbara you, Gordon it, is a popular character. This is this yeah. gets into when I said these seldom use secondary middle rung characters that have a fan base but are not popular enough to warrant their own series or frequent guest appearances i think it's pretty much safe to say that the newsboy legion the original newsboy legion a lot of tears are not going to be shed for these guys but the chances of them ever making a barbara gordon-esque comeback now is pretty much zero oh, unless so unless it, there's a unless some, there's a grand plan to this if somebody wants to use the the Newsboy Legion, they'll find a way to do it. If if Jeff Johns or Grant Morrison or James Robinson want to use them in five or ten or fifteen years from now, they'll find a way to to bring and, them back and or, or the, tell a classic Newsboy Legion story. Uh, I know they're not gone forever. They're not gone but, forever, uh, of course, because it's comic books. But just sure. seeing seeing these favorites of mine getting splattered all over. Especially Flippa. Okay, I'll be honest. Flippa, uh, getting getting uh, splattered all over. It just it, it it does it have to be this dark? Is what I'm saying. Do, do we need all this brutality and reality in these these? And it's and the thing that kills me. I could see this maybe in a Titans storyline or a, obviously a Batman storyline, but in a freaking Superman themed storyline jimmy olsen it's the epitome of fun comics uh jack kirby's newsboy stuff and the cadmus stuff that was just rocking fun books and now they're all splattered it just it just makes me a little bit ill you know what i mean i'm i'm ready i'm ready for superman to be in a little bit darker book you know no. what superman bores the shit out of me that's because you're in- from chicago but, yeah, I need, I need, <laughs> bang bang. You from Chicago? Bang bang. <laughs> Lost the sh- you just got. But wait, but but Action Comics just finished up. That's not a bright and cheerful run. 
No, but people people do die in the real world is what I'm saying. That's a that was an unfortunate side effect of something that happened. But you didn't see that probe or rocket or whatever it was plow through Pa Kent's head, did you? No, he died from stress from being in a very uh, stressful, okay, situation. But this is different. This is Oh, if he died. This is contract killing. Boom. Bullet in the head. You're dead. Sorry, big brain. It's like, it's like Maxwell Lord and Ted Court all over again. And that's the thing, exactly. Doesn't Which was an be. awesome story, and Blue Beetle has probably never been a better character than he is now. I don't know about that. I don't agree with that at all. Uh, oh, Jaime is a great character, but if, when you're saying Blue Beetle, do you mean Ted Cord? How many Ted oh. Cord stories have there been since since that, that Final Crisis story? A couple. He pops up all over the place. Yeah, Booster Gold, yeah, which was awesome. But anyway, okay. Then they all knew Adam, get, which is back to my point. Let's get, back, let's, let's get this back on the track. Uh, on your track. It was doc, a track. Yeah, Dr. Goodhart brought the, I call him the Dr. Goodhart, brought this up on the forum. And I noticed it the same around the same time before I read his post. But Robinson seems to be mining the DC First Issue Special series. He He, he pulled Atlas out, which was one of those now he's doing codename assassin that's the killer who's taken out all these uh cadmus people jonathan drew uh he was a one-time head of security at cadmus and now he's on a rampage to to eliminate everyone from from uh the organization so that's who it is codename assassin which was which <laughs> at the sound of the bell which was uh, you know uh, another first issue special but he seems to be mining this 1976 period for uh, characters, which is cool, but just don't, you know, doesn't have to be this dark, man. You're just upset about Flippa. I am. I can I, I can hear I the little slap 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 of his flippers in 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 my back of my head, and it just. I don't. It, I don't mind. I don't mind the the darkness in comics. I, I also enjoy very fun, lighthearted comics. But yeah, for Superman, I'm. Yeah. That character maybe needs to go a little darker sometimes. Not not all the Why? time. Why? Because the people reading he, it are he, he, a little bit more mature now. Right, but it doesn't fit the character. Batman, yes. Why not? Batman operates in the shadow. Yeah. Superman is the epitome of the American way. Truth, justice, and the American way. He's in yeah. your face. He's a symbol. A symbol does not need darkness. A symbol needs light. He he's, needs to he's, guide he's, people. He's, he's Earth's greatest hero, so why can't Earth's greatest hero come up against Earth's greatest threats, whether those, you know, those threats are not always going to be nice. Well, yeah, Doomsday smashed Ted Kord's head in the car door. I mean, that was pretty dark. Yeah. You didn't see Ted Kord's brain splattered on the side of the car. Oh, so, it, okay. so, you know, so you're, was, talking, you're talking graphically. Kind of graphically, that, just that, that thematically, too. It just doesn't have to be this brutal. I, I'm sure we could have gotten a Cadmus story without seeing... Double X's lifeblood spill all over onto the floor. It just doesn't need to be. But yet I'm sure it had the nifty little uh, Comics Code Authority seal on it. Did it? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise uh, me. DC seems to be the only company still doing it. Um, maybe Archie. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Wow. Awesome Ryan Soot cover, too. Beautiful. 
No, no, that, that's, that's, the, that's worth the five bucks. Right, but that's the thing. I'm a little bit torn because it's not a bad issue. It's not. It's really well made, which kills me. I wanted it as after the Newsboy Legion got it. I, I wanted it to be bad, but it's not. It's really good. It's, that's the kicker. James Robinson does not write bad stories, but it just seems a little bit of a, a shortcut that he didn't have to take. Could have done it a different way. Whatever. I'm. I'm still going to read it. I'm in for the haul on this new Krypton thing. It's intriguing. And, yeah. you know, while we're talking about that, David recently finished the Brainiac storyline, if you want to, you know, put a, your two cents in on that, which does tie into this new the, Krypton The thing. new Krypton thing. I love Gary Frank. I, and, and, and Vince, he's doing action comics these days. The, um, Thanks. I didn't know that. Good. Just <laughs> looking out for you. I might be the only one who sees it, but I, I pick up some very big very heavy John Severn vibes in a lot of his figures and a lot of his, uh, a lot of his panels. Yeah. Uh, great story. Art was phenomenal. Um, I, I'm going to have to read it again. I kind of, I didn't rush through it, but it kind of read fast to me. Like there, the, the story is titled Brainiac, but there's not a whole lot of Brainiac. There's, there's Kara scared of Brainiac and there's, there's, Kal-El fighting Brainiac, but I wanted, I guess, I'd expect a little bit more of, of the nemesis of the, uh, of the story. And I don't know if this... <laughs> I, we are so different, man. I know, I know. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I have an allergic reaction to Jeff Johns or something. I don't, I don't I know what do. it is. I must, because there, I, got, I got to the end and there were, you know, I had to kind of go back a little bit and then move forward. And I guess either I'm looking too hard for things or I just, I don't see things, but it, it, it goes back to infinite crisis number seven, where I didn't pick up on one of the most major scenes from the last issue. And it, it tied into 52 and, and why we, why we didn't have, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman for a year is because Superman was depowered. I completely missed that Superman was depowered at the end of Infinite Crisis 7. Mm-hmm. Or I, actually, I, I missed that going through the Red Sun depowered him. I realized when we got to the last page and everybody was saying goodbye on the boat and everything that that's when he was depowered. But I just, I got to this last issue and I don't know whether I expected something more or whether I just, I don't know if it was, maybe it was the hype. Maybe it was because I haven't read a Superman story since Camelot Falls and before then I don't know when the last time I read a Superman story. I I read this because Gary Frank drew it. I like Superman's supporting cast. I like the I like Lois. I like Jimmy. I like Perry White. It's nice to see Steve Lombard again because I remember Lombard from the Carrie Bates days. <laughs> that's and, a matter of opinion. I hate that guy. <laughs> well, that's the idea. Well, that's the point. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 I thought I thought the exchange in the fir- in eight sixty six in the first part where um, Cat Grant is I guess flirting with Clark and he basically and she says yeah. you know you should have surgery you know you shouldn't have to wear glasses anymore and he says she says surgery did wonders for her I thought that whole that whole page was amazing and and the and you know Clark posing or changing into Superman I, Frank did some awesome work with it and and john seibel did a real great job of inking him but i think we have steve lombard who who's an absolute tool i mean there is no bigger dick in the dc universe probably next to lex luthor and and cat grant who is obviously flawed i mean we find out in the first issue 
she was in she was out in LA or Hollywood or out in the West Coast and now she's back and, and Clark mentions about her son and yeah, so she Right. So she has issues, but you have two characters that are just and and this is me being nippy, you have two characters that I think are just too much. They're almost the same type of character. One's a man, one's a woman. They're just they're annoying. And it didn't take that didn't take anything away from the story for me. It was just that, that was just something I picked up on. Well, but look look at big picture of, of this this five part story. John's managed to tell a contemporary Superman tale and reach back all the way to the destruction of Krypton to do it. Yes, yes, yes. That, to me, is the sign of, uh, of an above-average, magnificent writer that he can retool a story we all know, add one little tiny detail, and it changes everything. He made Brainiac make sense. Well, yeah, but see, no, the, 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 thing, no, the thing I got out of Brainiac... Mm-hmm. was the guy's a blank. He's nothing but hardware. He needs right. the people that he harvested. He needs that software, the emotions, the memories, the the uh, intelligence of these individual races in order to function. When Superman tossed him out of the ship, he was helpless. He, oh, he yeah. Had, that, that, to me, this is a... Brainiac was a threat, but he's a hollow threat. And, and he, wasn't, Where, he wasn't within a sterile environment. I mean, he was in a swamp, and he wanted... You know, he felt right. dirty now. But he, he spent the better part of two issues talking trash to Clark, or sorry, to Superman, that he was uh, less than his legend made him out to be. He was nothing. He was insignificant. Where Superman, the, the software in the equation, rose to the occasion in any kind of situation, in any element, Superman will always find a way to prevail. He will always find a way to be nothing more than his personal best. Where Brainiac, a simple... Scene change, put the kibosh on all his plans. That, he's ineffectual. That that this is. I, I don't know about you, but I thought it was a just a fantastic story. It is so simple in in approach, but in scope, it's huge. But but wasn't it amazing how he took all of the former brainiacs, mm-hmm. no matter what, oh, uh, yeah. no matter what you know incarnation they were, yep. and yep. and made them make sense he just he just did that with toy man what uh four or five months ago yeah, wrote, yeah the issue wrote, before it yeah wrote one toy man story what was that was that a single it was tw- yeah, two, single issue two part one issue one issue yeah. one in one issue he made 15 20 years of toy man stories make sense yeah that's, what, that's no, his strength nobody nobody does that like jeff johns we got we got we got a brainiac we got you know pretty much a, a good Brainiac origin story in a few panels. We got Kara's origin again. You know, she then it's it's hard for me to picture her as the elder L and uh, and 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 not see her as a ditz, not see her as the same ca- type of character that sacrificed herself in Crisis on Infinite Earths over twenty years ago. You know, I, I have to think back to that character it's again. It's a different Kara. No, I know, I know, but I just, I mean, that's the type of of Supergirl. That I, I think I'm supposed to see her as, and right now I don't yet. But that's because she's still new to all this, and 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 it's a growing pride. So that I can get, and and we got, and you and, you, and y'all are crazy if you don't like the uh, the belly shirt. So that's all I'm saying. Oh, uh, <laughs> Depends but, on who draws it. Do, do, do you see what 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 uh, another thing Johns did in this, where the universe gives a little and takes a little away. Kara mm. got her family, her parents back through the rescue of Kandor, and at the end, he bookmarked it with Cal losing his surrogate father. And, and, that's, and, it's, and, and that actually, that was not 
not the last page or the last two pages where where Cal rushes back to the farm. The pages before that where Candor is reforming or, or growing again and Ma is screaming for Clark, but he, he he's he's in awe over what he's seeing, and he can't hear anything over the over, over the rumble, right? So yeah. he he completely misses it, and n- n- we're talking like Peter Parker level guilt he'll be feeling from here on out. <laughs> I don't know about that, but maybe. <laughs> but on that one page, you had a, a birth of sorts and a death, just on one yeah. freaking page. Yep. Yep. I don't. I, I don't know. It's hard. He's almost untouchable at the. I know you're gonna. I'm gonna have some groans from the David side. But in in my opinion, Johns is this far away from untouchable at this point. Johns he's, is, he's is the best writer proof. DC has right now. No, he's he's the best writer that writes comic books for comic fans. It's well, if, if you know what I mean. If you're a comic book fan, there's no better. No better writer than Jeff Johns doing right. doing you, doing superhero you, comics right now. You do need to know your stuff when you enter Johns. Uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes. It's, it's you know his stuff can be kind of impenetrable if you're not if you're not a long time comic book fan or understand you know superhero comics. But if if you if you love superhero comics, it's hey. And, and people say well, you have to know your DC stuff. I, I don't know my DC stuff near. I mean, nothing like Tom does, but right. like this Brainy. That's what's great about Johns is that I just read a defining Brainiac story. I feel like I know everything I need to know about Brainiac in five issues. So, yep, uh, multi-layered. Yeah. But did, did you did you pick up on the cohesion they're trying to pull off within the Superman universe as early as eight sixty six, which is five months? Before the release of Supergirl number thirty-four, mm-hmm. they tied in the Cat Grant story. Yeah, that's planning. That 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 shows that they're they're doing their homework, and uh, they they have a cheering section with me because I want Superman to be a top twenty book again. It should be. It's, yeah, it's their flagship. There's no reason be. why. I mean, he's their flagship character. There should be no reason yeah. why right. why someone doesn't go into a shop and ask, "Do you have the latest Superman?" Not because you've read everything else that month or what the hell. You should want to <laughs> read Superman. What? What the hell? What the what hell? hell? And 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 this and it because that that's where I was going with the whole Infinite Crisis thing. There's the one one panel which I was telling Vince earlier. Well, two panels or one page where where he brings Metropolis back to. Ground Zero, if you want to call it that, I I, I had to keep going back to that because I didn't know I didn't know what was going on there. I was like, okay, well, I think that's a crater, but and then I see and then, but it looked like he was doing something to the bottled or or the pyramided city, and we get this sound effect, this chum, and then we see the missile going towards the farm, and then Superman flies away again. But now he's only got one city, and it took me a minute to realize that okay, Lois is no longer miniature, and and they're saved. And it was, and and that might be unfair on Johns. I'm, it, it that might be a Gary Frank thing. I don't know who did the layout. I don't know how tight they were working together. But that's what I mean by just there are some things where I kind of have to go back and go, okay, well, wait, what did I just see? And I don't, I, I don't expect to be hit over the head. I like looking for things I, I like being rewarded but there were just some things where i just felt like there may have been a misstep and maybe it's just maybe it's my fault it's a lot of story man a lot of stuff going on oh you're not kidding yeah, yeah but, and and to get back to the cat grant um and uh 
What's Steve Lombard. Again? Yeah, I, 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 I blocked that guy out. He's a big <laughs> bore. The, the thing that always struck me about the Superman books, like the Spider-Man books, those two characters are defined by the supporting cast always for me. Yeah. And you need a colorful array of characters around Superman because when all is said and done, you can't really dick with perfection, which is what Superman is. He is the, the, the goal to which all superheroes aspire. Superman. It, he's the top of the peak. So he's kind of, in a way, boring. There's really not too much leeway in what you could do with the character, but if you make the satellites interesting, the planet's going to be that much more attractive. That's a, you know. I, th- I, think, I think Johns gave him some layers of humor that we haven't seen mm-hmm. before uh, as Clark, and, um, and I thought that was cool. It makes him um, a little bit, uh, I guess, a little bit hipper character, which is cool. That uh, that he he kind of gets the joke that is Clark, and yeah. and that's you know that's that's kind of neat to see him actually use that use that uh, alter ego uh, to his advantage in, in some situations. Yeah. And big big hugs to Gary Frank for oh yeah a- adopting the Christopher Reeve. Oh yeah. Because uh, as a testament to that man's, what he's done for the character, I don't think you're going to get any kind of, any better. Every, every, he has the nuances of Christopher Christopher Reeve's facial tics down. It's it's almost scary. But it never looks posed. No, no, it didn't, no, and and no. it's not, and it's not even just the face or 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 the posing or, or the mannerisms. It's. I was looking at the suit and just, I mean, the way he, he draws, like the boots or the shield or the belt buckle and just the way the costume is made, it looks like it's just from the movie. And regarding Lombard, you know, we know Clark has to rein it in. He has to, he, he obviously has to play Clark in order to get, in order to get back at Lombard, right? He's got to, you know, he's got to play the fool where, you know, if he leans back in the chair too far, that then Clark can mess with the leg and, Steve falls back, but the relationship that I want to see continue, I guess, or I want to, I, I want to continue to read these two at it is Lombard and Ron Troop. I yeah. love the way Troop gets back at Lombard, and and obviously Lombard's got issues. We know he he was probably he, he was probably never the the high school jock. He was probably picked on in high school, so now you know he's got the. He's got the complex now. We'll we'll find out what his issues are later. But the fact that that troop can just use a few words and you're like, okay, you know, I I'm cool. Troop is a bit of a stuffed shirt too. Well, yeah, he's he's, he's a little too stiff for his own good. Just a, you know, a little bit. But like that's, you're in a room that's with fine, a, a that's bl- fine to compliment Lombard. Oh, of course, yeah. That's that's the strength of those two going at it. There you go. So yeah. Should we should we move on because it's going to be called the Superman podcast soon? <laughs> After oh, last week, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have much that isn't from uh, DC. So you guys keep going. Oh, geez. Well, why don't you talk about what you have to talk about, there, buddy? No, I just, I'll, I'm, I'm just. You got a chime, DC book? Chiming in with you guys. I'll. Um, well, we, we we didn't we didn't go into decisions decisions last week. We just kind of touched on it. Um, yeah, I wanted to say something about decisions, and I haven't read the third issue yet. But I didn't either. There, we all like to complain a little bit about the frequency of comic books or the lack thereof. And in this instance, with this DC Universe decisions, uh, the third issue came out today. I was like, okay, I'm I'm ready for this to end. 
you know, because too it's fast. coming out too damn fast. I thought well, that was the first one. It's, yeah, oh, it's, did every, you? it's every two weeks. They got to do it before Election Day, and they started in the, the end of September. So, I don't think it's a bad series. I, I find it very enjoyable. But in in terms of being one of the more memorable miniseries, I don't know. It, it's it's, it's worth no the legends. Paper. It's oh, I don't know. I no, mean, it's, just, <laughs> it's just I don't I don't know if I if I need my heroes to tell me who they're voting for. Well, they are human, yes. No, 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 no. Hawkman's not human, is he? Yeah. Oh, he's human this year? The, the, uh, uh, well, according to uh, the, Jeff Jones. That, the Holy War thing, he was lied to. Oh. All that, re- all that reincarnation stuff. Oh, oh let's please not start getting into Hawkman. <laughs> I'm sorry. Origins. I'm just, no, that was my just fault. Keeping um, it real. You know, yeah, okay, all right, Hal Jordan is a citizen of Earth, but he, he protects Sector 2814, so do I really need to know who he's voting for? Do I really, and, and we didn't, and unless it happens in the third issue. I don't think he's come clean as to who he's voting for, but we hear from, you know, Vixen and, and Hawkman and Guy Gardner, and, and it's like, I don't, because it's one thing, it, it's one thing if you have the mind where, you know, well, I'm voting for whoever Will Smith votes for, or I believe in whoever this celebrity is. And if, if, if I like that celebrity and they're voting for this person, then I might just say to hell with it and vote for where they're voting for. I, I just, I have a feeling that in, you know, in a universe with superheroes, that if, if I look up to Wonder Woman and she supports this president or, or this, this candidate, then what's, I'm not looking at it then from the issue standpoint. I'm looking at it because, well, if, if, if my favorite superhero figures this person's worthy enough, then that's who's getting my vote. And it just, it just doesn't. David, David. But they're characters. Are, 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 you, are, you, are you going, really going to let Wonder Woman influence who you vote for? Well, it depends. Are we going back to the Perez Potter days of Wonder Woman or is this the Denny O'Neill jumpsuit? I mean, no, I, mean, it's just, I mean, speaking as a fully functional uh, taxpaying adult. <laughs> No, but just what I was trying to say is they, they, these characters, they live, they love. We see them in, in romantic situations. We see them in crime-fighting situations. Why not talk about their, their political leanings? I mean, out out just, of costume, sure. Out of costume. I, no, I have no problem understanding who they are <laughs> under the costume. No, no, but uh, no. That, 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 but they're that's, still the same characters inside the costume. They don't put on the costume and suddenly, well, most of them okay. turn into someone totally different. They 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 are who they are, no, regardless of the clothes they wear. Right? Clark is still Superman. No, 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 no. Clark Clark is Clark is Superman is Clark to fit in, but Superman is I don't know. Can you say he's beyond reproach? Superman is is not. Superman well, should never tell us. No, he's super, not super, 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 Superman should never tell us who he's voting for. So, I'm not talking about Clark. Clark can tell his wife or not tell his wife, whatever. But Superman. But if Clark tells his wife, Superman told his wife. That's what I'm Su- saying. Superman told no. Superman told his wife, but we know Superman can't vote because Superman's not a citizen. But <laughs> he can't. That's some can't run for it's president like, either. There you go. Well, maybe governor of California. But the, it's just there's. You know, if I want to see Hal and Ollie chew it out over, you know, over dinner at a restaurant, then that's that's a conversation I can listen to and I can follow. But if I want to see a roundtable of Black Lightning and Red Arrow and Vixen and Geoforce talk about, you know, well, whether 
Markov can vote or not. He's not a U.S. citizen. You know, I don't, I don't want to know who the heroes are voting for. I just, the heroes need to uphold the law. They need to go by whoever is in office. That's, that's the rules that they follow. They, I, I, I think they need to be out of, they, they, they shouldn't be allowed to vote, I guess I should say. Why? They're, they're citizens. Their identities are citizens, but not... And their identities are also their alter egos. Their brain does not... A, a switch does not flip when Batman puts on the cowl and he turns into a different well, mindset, a different brain. He's still that same brain in the Bruce Wayne body. You know, yeah. the, it's, just, it's just a guise he puts on to... Or Bruce Wayne could be no, the guise that, if the, you want to get into all that. Use, but I'm, use Batman. Use, use okay, another okay. Uh, Booster Gold. Okay. Firestorm. Firestorm. Firestorm sets his head. That's going to fuck you up, though. Yeah, really. Professor, who are you voting for? Uh, No. Okay. Let's just say. Let's just say Booster Gold puts on the goggles. Okay, he's Booster. The 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 thoughts and emotions that go through the mind of Booster Gold are the same thoughts and emotions that go through Michael's mind. Yes. What does it matter if he has cloth that's yellow and blue on his body, or if he has jeans and a polo shirt on? It's still Booster Gold in any situation, regardless of what name you put on that. Okay? But that's the – he put the costume on. Now he is – he's not a regular Joe. Now he's not just he, – he, he's not one of the guys anymore. He puts, that, he puts that uniform on. He puts that costume on, that outfit. And right. now he's a costume vigilante. He is he's, – he's not – you know, he's not going to work. He's not doing this for a paycheck. He's not paying taxes. He's he's booster gold now. Now he's all, all of which are irrelevant in terms of what the character is thinking. But if 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 things like this, if what if 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 what matters to you or me does not affect Vixen or Halo or Black Lightning, then why do I care who they're voting for? Why why do I need to know? <laughs> That's, that's fine if I want to know where they series. stand. I, I, yeah, I know that's the series, but it doesn't. It's not like if if they actually what would have been great is if this series was about the supporting characters of these comic book of these yeah, characters. That'd be cool. Then we in could a way find it kind of is too, kind of. Yeah, we saw we we saw Lois. Yeah, <laughs> and and Robot Man who can't vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we saw Lois. <laughs> no, you, you know what I'm trying to say? The characters do not determine the the situations do not determine the characters the characters have sway over the situations if if they're in booster if booster gold is in a situation michael's in a situation it's the same thing their external stimuli has no bearing on the characters at all that's all i'm saying so we should know who they're voting for because they are living breathing human beings and then and they have opinions they're comic book characters Yes, well, they I'm, in in the scope of the DC universe, they're they're really. Read Charlatan Ball. Read Charlatan Ball. It's a good comic. Charlatan Ball from Image. It's a good comic. I really like it. Everyone should read it. And the cover price is cheaper than usual. I think they're only charging two fifty. I can't believe I'm saying they're only charging two fifty. Cause I used to charge, I used to charge like fifty cents when I was reading comics back in the day. Read Charlatan Ball and get back to the topic. Read Charlatan Ball. It's got a giant grotesque bunny that was transformed in a demon world. Read Charlatan Ball. You can skip Squadron Supreme. 
All right, let's move on. Yes. I have a highest. Thank you. I have a, a highest possible recommendation I could ever give a book. I can't get my th- my two thumbs higher. This book gets five Vinces. Conan the Sumerian. Oh, isn't that a good is, book? Yeah. Is awesome. My God. And, oh, and there, that's something I wanted to bring up because I was editing last episode, and if I said awesome one more time, I swear I was going to punch myself in the face <laughs> while I was editing. So I, I from here on end, as many shows as we do, I will never say that word again because it's weak. Liar. It's a, you, you it's just a magnificent... You do like a, a Stan Lee. That's stupendous. No, it's a magnificent book written by Timothy Truman. Thomas Giorello is the artist. Jose Villarubia is the colorist. Mm. And Richard Starkings in Comic Craft on letters. Dave Stewart co- colors the covers. Don't forget the Richard Corbin. Well, yeah, I'm just going by the first issue. Yeah. But as, as of issue number one, mm-hmm. Richard Corbin comes in to do these flashback sequences about Conan's grandfather, Conact. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Awesome. It is... I don't use that word. Sorry. It, it it's, <laughs> Corbin's art is like he summons it from some mystical place. It's not even like it's done by a human being. The The guy is a consummate master comic book craftsman. I, I, I'll tell you, if if I had to save three comic book artists from the, the horrors of time, Richard Corbin would be one of them. I love his work. My God. And he's so cinematic. Did you, how about the part in the, in the second issue with the, should we reveal? Well, there's, there's werewolf type creatures in it. And he's, uh, Conan's grandfather's fighting this werewolf type creature. And it's so cinematic. You see it from all different angles and wide and close ups. It's just the guy's got a, a handle on the comic book language that's really hard to beat. Is that, is that Dark Horse putting that out? You betcha it's Dark Horse okay, putting it okay. out. But it it kind of picks up right from the end, uh, issue 50 of the previous series, where Conan has spent his time as a thief and an assassin, and he's kind of tired of it, so he wants to go back to Samaria, back to his roots. And the Zero issue, which was 99 cents, nice. is, is, is brilliant because they kind of juxtapose the land of Samaria with Conan, and they're both... You can you can tell why he is the way he is because the land is brutal and unforgiving and harsh and it's it's very cold and uncompromising and that's exactly how Conan is. So he is a product of his environment. It's brilliant. But he runs into a a, a pack of Vanir, those dudes from Vanaheim, and naturally he slaughters them. Which uh, and while he's slaughtering them, they do this awesome. Ugh, I said it. They do this great recap of of the previous fifty issues, but only in pictures. So as he's fighting these Vanir, Janissa, the Widowmaker, will flash by, or events from the uh, God in the Bowl or Tower and the Elephant. So if you haven't read the first fifty issues, you're not at a loss. But this sequence will not make any sense to you. But because Conan killed these Vanir in issue one of the series proper. Another pack of Vanir run into Conan, and they realize what he's done, and they try and take him out, but he's saved by this mysterious one-eyed man. Chris, you read this issue, yes? Just the the first issue. Right. Well, the the, the guy with the patch on his eye. Oh, yeah, saved, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Vanir are afraid of him. They back away. As soon as they see him, they leave Conan to him, and that's where the flashback sequence with Conan's grandfather comes in. Starts. As, the, as this old man is, is nursing Conan's wounds, and they're dining on Conan's dead horse and 
you know, kicking back a few, he tells him of Conan's grandfather. Conan already knows the story, but he just wants to see how well the guy tells it. And then you get the Corbin sequence where Conan's grandfather runs into these bog folk who are sacrificing a woman and her two children. And, and Conan's grandfather intercedes, doesn't save the woman, but saves the two children. One has dark hair, one has white hair. And that leads him down a weird path where involving werewolves and uh, just a lot of a lot of blood. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But, Conan, Conan is always good. It is just always a good comic. But the thing about this series, which really struck a chord with me, is Carrie Nord on the on the first fifty with Busick. He kind of leaned a little bit towards the Frazetta mindset of Conan. Thomas Giarello, or Tomas, I should say, Tomas Giarello. He is square in the Filipino camp with this. This series looks so much like, uh, say, Savage Sword of Conan around 79, 80 to me. It's uncanny how well it meshes with that Filipino style. It's brilliant stuff. Well, you're and not dogging it, the Frazetta stuff, though. Oh, of course not. No, Carrie Nord was awesome, but it's a nice change of pace. And then you get the totally whacked out alien, just mind-blowing Richard Corbin stuff sandwiched in the middle of this. It's just a, it's a stew that I cannot resist. How about that? Yeah. It's It's like It's awesome. It's arrogant bastard ale in comic form. That's what it is. But did you, did you happen to notice Richard Starking's lettering for whenever it lapses into Robert E. Howard, uh, narration mode? It, it looks almost like Rick Geary drew it. It's this very Ooh. ornate kind of lettering where the, the ascender and the descenders have this little blob on, on the end of it. It looks like Rick Geary lettered it, and that's uh, I love Rick Geary's lettering. Comicraft probably it, invented a font just to, just to emulate that. Oh, I wouldn't that. doubt it. Yeah, but it, it's, it's neat that the, they use a different font when Howard is supposed to be guiding you through the story, and then it, and then it changes to uh, standard comic book lettering whenever conan talks or other characters it's it's, it's cool uh, highest I, I cannot praise this book enough conan the sumerian it's great it's awesome stuff yeah that word it is that word it's the superlative comic on the racks i i enjoy every <laughs> issue i lo- and oddly enough i love frank cho but i had to go with the um, loser, loser. I. What do you mean? No, I'm just messing with you. You can't go <laughs> around with Joe Hubert. Big ass beauty, uh, booty, uh, Frank Cho babes. But for the first issue, I went with the Joe Kubert cover. Mm-hmm. Did you know? I did not know this. If you read the the letters page, that that is that cover right there is the first instance that Kubert ever drew Conan. Really? I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I would believe that. How is that possible? Well, he was in the DC camp at the time, yeah. doing doing Tarzan and which and eventually John, and, John John Buscema drew. But yeah, and have you ever seen those Buscema Conans? Conans are gorgeous. Oh, I'm sorry, Tarzan. Oh yeah, they're, they're gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. I got a bunch of them for like chump change, beautiful. and they are just uh, an amazing work. But a lot of these books. They get overlooked for for whatever reason. Why? Why is that? You don't think, hear people on message boards saying, "Oh, I loved Bushima's Conan." Or, damn it, uh, Tarzan. I just loved it. You don't hear that. Capes Why? and cows, man. That's what it's all about. I guess so. 
No, I, I, think right. there's, I think there's a lot of uh, Conan fans out there that I, I know one of my friends. He buys one comic book, and it's Conan, and it's always been Conan. Good and that's the, only, that's the only comic that he ever, ever gets. I think there's it's a lot so of people out there like that. I love the religious connotations in Conan, too. How every group of people think the god they worship is the only god. <laughs> Gee, I wonder you know, where we have that these days. But you get the Sumerians who are all up in Krom's butt, and the Aesir worship Emir, and then you had uh, Tothamon and his weirdos worshiping Set. And then whenever they talk to other people who worship somebody else, they treat them like they're idiots or retarded because they, they, they're not worshiping the right god. And, and how do they know? Where do, these, where do these gods come from? How do they start worshiping them in the first place? And why do they think they're right? Have they ever seen their gods? You, other than, you read DC. You're stupid. You read Marvel. You're stupid. No, like other, other than Tothamon, <laughs> who has actually been in Set's presence, how do these people know that their god is, is the one? Because they've been... Never mind. <laughs> they've been brainwashed. That's Believe. what it is. Yeah, but why do they believe? That's what I want to know. Why does Conan they latch need, on to Krom? So, yeah, I guess so. Like, like Bobby so Zimmerman says, today. you got to serve somebody. I guess. So, it's where you grew up, man. Very true. Pop or so. But anyway, I don't yeah, know. that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Conan, <laughs> read it. I serve Conan. Pop. I serve soda. So, what else we got? I got more to talk about, but I don't want to hog the whole episode. Come on. We haven't heard much from Chris. Now, he's that's probably saving true. everything for around comics. No. What's that? No, I just did that. TV show? Bad, you bastards made me repeat last week. But um, no, I uh, I've been uh, picking up some um, some DC trades that have, that have come out a few years ago. I'm trying to trying to build up my my DC character knowledge, and one of the best ways to do that is that I found is to um, find the year one stories. Mm-hmm. And I just finished reading Robin Year One, which is uh, done by several different creators. Um, Chuck Dixon and Scott Beatty were the uh, were the writers, and you've got uh, Javier Polito and uh, Marcos Martin. Marcos Martin, a guy that um, some readers of Spider Man's Brand New Day might be familiar the with. Oath, yeah. Yep. Yep. Did you know how it killed me not to read that final part of New Ways to Die today? It killed me, but I didn't want to talk about Spider Man again this episode. Oh, for you know, I, I um the uh, the brand new day the the first trade paperback came out today, so I'm going to start reading some Spider Man again. I told myself oh, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not going to read it in single issues. I'm only going to read it in trade. What's interesting is the uh, uh, the volume number on it is number one. So yep, they, uh, yep, they are starting it. This brand new day is volume one of Spider-Man for them now, uh, which I thought was interesting. But uh, I'm talking about uh, Robin Year One, which um, it's pretty pretty good size um, trade. It uh, retailed for only 15 bucks and uh, uh, just a great Robin story. It uh, like, like all the Year One stories, it, it takes place early in, in these heroes' career, and this is you know Robin. Uh, just just has become Robin, and um, what I liked about it, it dealt as much with Dick Grayson's r- relationship with Alfred as it did with with Batman, and that relationship was almost almost a father son relationship mm-hmm. that um, 
that I hadn't seen before. And one of the other cool things that I liked about the book is that it really addressed the the situation that you know what Dick Grayson we always you know think of the dynamic duo. He's a high school student, like a high school freshman or sophomore, and Batman, while he is waging this war on crime, is running around Gotham with like a 14 year old kid and yep. what happens when it goes wrong and and robin gets like seriously seriously hurt and it deals with that issue in 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 this year one story and uh, you know some really hard decisions have to be made as to you know is is robin you know is he doing what he should be doing does you know bruce wayne is he really taking care of dick grayson if he's allowing him to fight crime with him uh, you know and and crawl around gotham it, it actually deals with some pretty some some pretty heady issues but uh just a really a really good robin story you get you know, a, a ton of the of the bat rogues it really focuses on two-face pretty heavily on this so yeah robin robin year one if you like the year one stories or just want to know a little bit more about the early careers of batman and robin highly suggest it covers are stunning yes yes they're they are. they're they're beautiful there's uh no cover gallery in this pisses me off oh, uh, out. yeah yeah i didn't i didn't see a cover gallery it's got it's got a couple of them um obviously one that you was used for the cover but um yeah, it's a it's a beautifully illustrated book. You kind of have to you kind of have to like a little bit um, uh, a little bit more simplistic uh, cartooning style. It's it is definitely not the the hyper realistic. Uh, right. It is not a '90s style. It is uh, if you're a Darwin Cook fan, you'll probably enjoy this quite a bit. Yeah, Mart Martine is very subtle mm-hmm. uh, to a point on Robin Year One, but. In uh, Batgirl Year One, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of lot of subtlety in that. Yeah, both of them are great. Does it does this collect a miniseries or was this just a story that ran across a couple of the Batman titles? Let me no, tell you, four issue prestige miniseries. It was yep. okay. Yep. There you go. Yep, yep. Batman uh, Year One, one through four. Well, because we all know that you know Batman Year One ran in Detective, correct? No, 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 it was Batman. It was, it was yep. Batman. Batman, Batman yeah. proper. Year, yeah. year two was in uh, Detective. Okay, so which I, I, where was year three? As far as I know, there wasn't one. Didn't there, uh, Todd McFarlane do the covers for year three? Oh, that, that was, was year that was two. year two. There okay. was there's a year one point five. That's uh, I think Dark Moon Rising. Those are the Matt Wagner Batman and the Monster Men and Batman and the Mad Monk. That's right. that that takes place between years one and two. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, real quick, um, Two Face uh, Year One just wrapped up last week. Yeah, uh, I have that too. Uh, yep, two issue uh, prestige format. Um, really enjoyed it. Good. Uh, uh, very very tied into the Long Halloween. If you're a fan of that, so which I haven't it, finished yet. It basically it. it more or less continues out of Long Halloween, um, it, and it kind of kind of does a real interesting job of of tying Long Halloween and Gotham Central together. Yeah, I can I see that. Yeah, because after I read the first two trades of, of Gotham Central, I I definitely see the detectives from the Squad. Um, 
I won Long Halloween and, and Dark Victory on eBay a while ago, and I, I still haven't gotten around to reading them yet. I, I agree with Chris. The uh, these 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 two parties <laughs> were uh, these 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 two parties were. It, it was it was a good series, but I think the uh, I. I th- I like the first issue more than these. Maybe it was just because I I prefer Harvey, or I prefer Harvey as a whole as opposed to physically being split. I just I I don't see enough Harvey, so rabbit or otherwise. I just I I, I like the first part more than the second. I think I got to read the second again to get a because uh, the first issue's been out for a while, right? I mean, it's this wasn't yeah, exactly was- monthly. This was almost like bi monthly or. There's a three month yeah, gap. Yeah, I, I think it was like a two month gap, but you know, I didn't, I didn't mind that at all. It's, um, I, I think they, they really. Well, my guess is that they, they tried to hurry the, the first one out, uh, to coincide with the, yeah, the, yeah. the Dark Knight, and, and that's just, that's just a guess on my part. And then they, then they got the second one out. But no, it was, it was a good story. It, uh, yeah. There's a lot of the, uh, a lot of the older cops in. In Gotham Central, are kind of like rookie cops or or crop or cops that are really early in their in their Gotham PD careers. Here, I think you you see you meet a very young Crispus Allen, and uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's it's Gordon basically putting together a task force of of cops that he can trust, and a lot of those cops end up being the um, the cast for Gotham Central. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know I'm so gun shy when it comes to Batman villain miniseries or one shots. After I, th- I think it was during uh, the second Batman movie when they put out those uh, Two Face Triumphant and Catwoman Defiant and Penguin, mm-hmm. you know, in- incontinent books or whatever, and I bought them all. And now I'm so I'm, I'm very hesitant to buy into a a miniseries featuring a Batman villain for whatever reason. Uh, but I'm trying to change that because I that recent Joker's Asylum, mm-hmm. I, I pre-ordered the trade on that because I saw a couple issues and they looked really sharp. Jason, yeah, a couple issues. Jason, Jason Aaron wrote for me the definitive Penguin story and in Joker's Asylum. Cool. And and even and I'll I'll I agree with Chris, but also because Jason Pearson illustrated it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Um, I think next to the belly man. I know that guy turned I me know, off forever. I know. I turned know. me off forever. I'm what? sorry. He's good. Uh, he, that that uh, body bags. When when uh, what's the father's name? Oh, I I know Panda's he, the daughter. He, I forget the. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know Panda's the. I yeah. Know. No, I know. I, well, I keep forgetting. He just he knifes a pregnant woman in the belly, and that just like totally yeah. turned me off. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? He's he's a good illustrator. I like him, but I think the 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 art in the second issue of Two Face I think was was better than the first issue. There were a lot of good a lot of good panels in the uh, in the second issue. What else was going on in the that, Marvel that, front? That, that by the way, I just want to chime in real quick. Um, I would love to see comics move to prestige format. <laughs> like they're not expensive enough. I, I'll I'll I'll, I I'll go halfway with you. I would like to see comics move to prestige format as long as they're in the digest size. How about that? Mm, no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I, don't, no, I, I love the prestige format. It fits on my bookshelf. Um, I you don't, you don't have to bag it. it. Well, yeah, yeah, you don't have to bag and board it. Yeah, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I buy a series 
and then end up buying the trade and end up with sing- in singles and trades pisses me off and I'm stupid for doing it but I still love single issues and love reading them and coming home from from the comic shop and being able to read you know two or three issues and 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 move on I I love the I just love the the periodical nature of comics, but I hate bags and boards and boxes. I, I I'm would, not using them anymore. I'm, I'm done with them. Trying, I wash my hands trying of them. Not you, man. But um, yeah, I, I would love to see more comics go to the prestige format. I don't mind paying four ninety nine for a you know for a double size issue in a in a prestige format, and yeah, I'd buy half as many comics and pay twice as much for them if they're prestige. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've been paying peanuts for comics lately. I got a bunch of issues of Mantra Mantra, from the Ultraverse on eBay for like pennies. And I've been reading that. That was a, a great little series. I, it, it boggles my mind why it went away. Oh. <laughs> during, during the time it was, it was published, I can understand why. Because there was just so much coming out. But... Uh, today at the shop, I got 59 issues of the Impact uh, imprint for five for a buck. 59 issues. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 20 cents a piece. Can't beat that. So uh, maybe soon I'll be talking about the Impact issue. They look really good. They they, they kind of remind me of uh, Valiant in a way. There's, there's really? Word balloon, there's word balloons everywhere. <laughs> They're very, very talky, which is cool. I like that. I like to sit down for with a comic book and 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 actually spend a half hour reading it. There you go. Like maybe twelve minutes. Mike, I did that with the uh, Legion of Three Worlds tonight. Good lord, a lot going oh, I on. I can't wait that. to read that. Oh, I can't good. wait. It's good. What cover did you buy? Um, uh, the the not red bar one. Yeah, I got the Saturn girl cover. Yeah, too. yeah. Just, she just, got the three finger gap gap going on there. Did you notice that? It's huh? awesome. Almost. Ah, I said awesome again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can't see the gap on the cover. They got the DC logo over it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I saw the original uh, drawing. You can see a nice little space there. There is a, um, there is a two-page spread in there that has uh, pretty much every character that's ever been in the Legion, ever. Oh, my God. And, and I saw it, and my hand actually hurt for Scott Koblish thinking about him being that <laughs> yeah. poor guy. I, I saw the preview pages, and I was like, no wonder... This yeah. took so long. Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's a gorgeous book to look at. Gonna make a hell of a hardcover. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. uh, did you pick up any issues of the Fly, Vince? Lots. Yeah, Ooh. I think I'm only I'm only missing the first um, five. Oh, yep. Okay, that's okay. Well, nah, it's, I have digital backups. No, that's her. I mean, it's it's just my Parabic goodness. So yeah, I miss him. Oh, you were you were asking about Marvel. Yeah, what's going on in Marvel? Uh, well, Chris's uh, Captain Britain and MI13 came out today. And yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. And, and Guardians, Guardians, and, and Guardians of the Galaxy hardcover. And? It came out today? Uh, I thought I saw that it had been solicited for today. Actually, wait, let's if see. Not, it's oh, not, if cool. not, it's coming out real soon. I ordered that. No, just uh, just just number six came out today, according okay. to the solicits. The um, But for the... Next issue for issue seven, there is a variant cover done by Jim Valentino. How cool is that? That's awesome. Yeah, it's is it beautiful a, is, too. Is it a fifty-fifty split on the? 
on the it's, variant? Uh, there is. It has its own August order code. So I don't know if it's... Uh, it doesn't look like... It, it's As far as the press release goes, it doesn't say that it's uh, you know 1 in 10 or anything like that. But it has a separate order code, so I don't know if anybody might have missed it because if 6 came out today, then they would have already had to have ordered 7. And it's funny, number 7 has a September order code, but the variant has an August. So I'm not I sure. Number 7 so starts a, a new storyline too, yes. The, uh, the, the War of Kings. Oh man, that's right. Because uh, we got to figure out uh, what Drax is gonna gonna do this issue. If he's gonna kill everybody or not. Then, <laughs> that's uh, right. Oh, that I'm I'm loving that series. And then uh, uh, as soon as I get off the phone with you, Jokers, I'm gonna read Captain Britain MI13 because I'm really can't wait to see what Blade and uh, Spitfire how that resolves. <laughs> I tell you, I'm gonna go read Amazing Spider-Man. So yeah, you'd be damn, damn well, sure you'd be. You won't be hearing about it next week because I want Chris to experience this book because it's great. But uh, that's what I'm going to go read. Well, let me see here. Brand, this the brand new day trade that came out today has issues five forty six through five fifty one. So is David? Is that one complete storyline? That is that is that's two. that's at least well. The first issue is double sized. Uh, the first issue, the first arc was three parts because that was the Steve McNiven. So 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. Yeah, so you should also have, I think the second second team was maybe Gail and LaRocca. Oh, was it? Yeah, because Greg Land came third, right? Well, no, Greg, Greg, the, Greg no, Land was all, a backup. All, yeah, there's also the backups with, uh, what is it? Uh, Jack, uh, Jackpot was drawn by Greg Land. Right. Okay. And uh, and and Harry talking to uh, Mr. Tibbs by Diodato. You know, I I think that would <laughs> I think that would even read better in trade format because that's how I read them. I bought them in mm-hmm. what twenty yeah, issues at a pop yeah, and, yeah, and read them a, straight through. Block, yeah. And they they read great. I could not wait to get to the next issue. So yeah. You you have them all there right in your hand. Yeah. You that's should you should good. have the first two arcs. So yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It Next. is really worth it. Yeah. I, I hate I hate like hell to give Marvel props only because we have, <laughs> you know, the, the highest paid Marvel representative in our in our oh uh, my presence God. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But right. uh, uh, they they really they really have it, they have done something really special with Spider Man. Yeah, I hope yeah, they but, don't go back on it. Yeah. Keep it going. Don't ever immerse that character to the level that he was in Civil War again. Well, they, they will. It doesn't they, work. They will, but it's going to take them maybe 20 it's, years again. Yeah, to get it's there. generational. Yeah. Well, then, hey, if it takes 20 years, it was worth it. Now, yeah. But uh, the world needs a, a good, fun Spider-Man series. You're not so. kidding. Yeah. Wow, so, that's, 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 that's Which neat. Which kills have... me, because we always had a good, fun Spider-Man series, yeah. and it was called Spider-Girl. And now it's gone away. No, as of issue no, no, number thirty. No, oh, no, we don't. We don't. We can't. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Well, there, Falco and friends and Bushima will continue it in Amazing Spider-Man Family. Um, hey, what's that come out every two months, three months? Yeah, I think two two months maybe. Wow. Uh, but a... the um, but you get. I mean, there's there's a lot in there. But the uh, if I I'm pretty sure. The Falco's not going to go down without a fight. So if 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 people give it a shot, because because the 25th issue came out last week, so we're yeah. talking about five more months. I'm not, you know, I don't know if the write-ins will help or anything like that. It saved it before, but you know, it's not too late for Marvel to maybe realize that people still want to read this book. Yeah, how many? It's been saved twice so far. 
How many books have been saved more than that? Was Captain Marvel saved three times? Uh, Peter David's Captain Marvel? I, I seem to remember where it got at least once or twice, yeah. I think Cagney and Lacey has the record. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, something, okay, I got to try. There's something, something I, I mentioned actually briefly because it was a fleeting thought for some reason. I, I mentioned it in, in Marvel Noise. I was looking at the first few pages of, um, of today's Ghost Rider. 28 came out today. And the story starts off with a, a Ghost Rider from like Asia. Actually, I'm trying to see if, um, if it was even a Ghost Rider from the past. But if it is, or if, even if it isn't, we know that there have been Ghost Riders from the past. There have been Spirit of Vengeance from like Civil War. And, and right. And, and even, you know, so we've had Danny Ketch before that. We had Johnny Blaze. We had, we, we had the character from, from the Civil War and Trail of Tears. So we've had, we've had Ghost Riders or Spirits of Vengeance in the past. We see now we've had Iron Fists all throughout the past few centuries. Um, Black Panther, T'Challa's father was also a Black Panther. And, and now we okay. have, yeah, yeah, pretty, it, it's, because because Captain America did a uh, pretty much when when uh, during the Second War, Second World War, the I don't know if it was the Germans, someone was going to invade Wakanda, and uh, and Captain America and and T'Challa's father stood side by side and fought them back, um, you know. And I mentioned about the uh, the somewhat of a reboot with with Bucky and and uh, and of course with Brand New Day. But going back don't to for, the... To, don't forget the Captain America prototype. I mentioned Bucky. Right? No, before that. Oh, um... Oh, Truth. Uh, Joe's high. Yeah. Um, right. So, okay. So, yeah. So, even e- even that. Obvious... You know, we, we, we say... We tend to think that Marvel started in the 60s. And Byrne is, John Byrne is pretty much maintained. At least he did in the Fantastic Four. And later, I think going back to even... Was it the X-Men, the Hidden Years... That that the Marvel Universe is kind of seven years old, more or less. It's like always seven years old. These characters have only been the universe has only been around for seven years. No matter how long you've been reading, that's how long the characters have been who they are. But obviously, we see because of the Spirits of Vengeance, because of Iron Fist, because of things like that, that that, that Marvel, I guess, in a way, also has legacy characters like Flash, like Green Lantern, like. Like DC has with yeah. their characters passing the mantle. I mean, yeah, we they looked across the road and they said, "Hmm, it's working." That kind of works. Guys. It's not. I mean, it's not. It, it, yes, we we know that Marvel has a multiverse with the Ultimate Universe and with 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 their What If titles and Exiles and things like that. It's not as obvious because there's no Earth One, Earth Two, or anything. But there have been characters that obviously have past the torch and it it's weird that it took the first couple of pages of ghost rider 28 for me to kind of for that to kind of dawn on me variations on a theme always works because it's grounded in what you know and the new and different makes the what you know more exciting is that that's my take on it that's why i i love the what if books because they they have a, a foundation of the same old same old but they take it new and different ways and that's cool that's exciting yeah that's what if. I love what if. So yeah, I, I, legacy characters are are, are uh, not something to, to sneeze at. They they work. Yeah. And that's neat that they're doing that with Ghost Rider because when you have a spiritual character, 
in 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 uh, as opposed to a human like Captain America. That's one thing mm-hmm. where you have a science base. Science only goes back so far. But when when you're talking about supernatural, I didn't yeah. mean to say Spectre. spiritual supernatural, yeah. right? Like the Spectre or Ghost Rider, you can go back to day one with with that character. Mm-hmm. Oh. um Final Crisis Revelations, really good. Enjoying it. I know it's a shock because Rucka is right in it, but screw you, Fart or Price. <laughs> oh no, Rucka's writing a great story. I, I wish no, that was Vince. I wasn't oh, going to well, say. Right. I wasn't going to say anything screw about you. Vince. I didn't. You're right, Rucka. Rucka, Rucka is doing a writing a good story. That's really the best I could say about that. Did, you know, did, I didn't. Did, oh, did, come did, on, Philip Pan's art's great. I like. Phil I didn't Pan's read. I didn't read anything past the first issue. Not because I don't want to, but only because I've been distracted by other more important things like Brainiac and Can Conan I, can and I spoil and... one little thing sure. for you that made yeah, I don't the last mind. issue really awesome? And I'm using sure. that word just for you, Vince. Um, <laughs> Thank you. The reason... Now, the, 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 what, the fourth issue is going to be a huge uh, beatdown between Spectre and Kane. Now, are, are, were you to the point where Kane had come back? No, but that's okay. Okay, well, I, like I said, I just read the first issue. You know the whole the whole um, um, uh, crime Bible thing is the book. Right, of Kane, is right. the book I of did. Kane. They yes. basically resurrected Kane, and and cool. and Kane has come back, and he's going to be tied in to the whole Libra and and Final Crisis, you know, end days stuff. Um, well, you bring the house with him. Hmm. Did he bring the house with him? No. The house, of, the house of Mystery. No. That's not D- the right, different that's not the right cane. <laughs> different See, cane. He, 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 he didn't pick up the slack. This is the, it's, okay. ah, it's getting late. Um, yeah. The, uh, no, this is the, the original cane. This is the biblical right. cane. Now, if, you're, if, you're, if your uh, Bible history is, is current, you know that, uh, oh, yeah. uh, that, that cane, was, after he killed his brother, was, uh, was marked. And was sent, was exiled, and anyone that saw him upon the land would would know by this mark that he was an outcast. Well, he's gonna get in this huge beatdown with the Spectre, and the big beef that he has is that well, the Spectre has always been God's um, spirit of vengeance, and the Spectre mm-hmm. is the one that God sent to Mark Cain. Cool. Yeah. So wasn't the mark originally vampirism? It, 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 it was never specified in the Bible okay. what what the mark was. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation um, as to what the the mark uh, right. could have been. So, I mean, it, it's it's just one of those interesting little biblical things that that you can use to you know kind of you know take it as your own and create stories mm-hmm. around it. But I mean, he's like seriously white marked. It's there's no doubt that that. Uh, that that the mark was put upon him, and you you see it as soon as as soon as he comes back. So, um, yeah, it was very cool, very 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 uh, very inventive uh, use of of Bible history. So, yeah, I I really like Philip Tan, and he came uh, to my notice from Spawn God's Lair. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen his work on that? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable work, just really detailed and larger than life. There's one. Uh, double page spread where there's a city on the back of this giant uh bovine type creature and it just it takes your breath away really nice stuff yeah i think he's they, one of those they, guys they tap- that, that came out of that 90s style but has has enough of his of his own style to yeah 
Yeah. And he can do that uh, scope of the supernatural really well. Mm-hmm. He seems to have a handle on that. I like it. That's hey, about it. Hey, what do you say? What uh, what kind of music we got this week? Oh, I'm starting off with Intergalactic, Beastie Boys. Nice. Yeah. And uh, for the end, I don't know yet. It just uh, usually I'll, I'll pick the end song if I don't bookmark if I don't bookcase. Jesus, what am I looking for? Bookend. Bookend. Thank. <laughs> All I can say, this, Vince, this is, arrogant is, bastard ale is really whacking me out here. Would it, would it, uh, it, it, would it kill you to play some fog hat? Me. Fog hat. Would it kill? Yeah, it probably would kill, would kill, you kill me. To play some fog hat. Come on. Now you'll. <laughs> needless to say, you will never hear fog hat. Oh, on I will podcast. send some fog hat to you. Come no, on. no, no, no. I'm not taking the slow ride. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Oh, no, 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 no. Usually, depending on what we talk about, I'll throw something in at the end. To I'm man for man. Con- yeah. Con- <laughs> Dexy's Midnight <laughs> Like a douche. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> no, no. I, I don't know what's coming on the end of this, but mm, uh, yeah, no fog hat. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I can't put fog hat. Hmm, um, uh, Flaming Burrito Brothers. Okay, I'll go with you there. Okay, a little bit of maybe a little bit of Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush. Mm. Yeah, I want, I want some, but, I want some uh, Flaming Burrito Brothers. Okay, you know, you, you, you know what I'm reading when we're done. What are you reading when we're done, David? I am going to go back to reading Comics Buyer's Guide number sixteen forty-eight. Oh, you still buy that? I well, I don't know about still. I had a, I had a subscription that ran out late last year, uh, a few months ago. I got a letter from him for a year subscription. It's like less than nine bucks. So it, get out of here. Yeah, and it, it came before September. So I says, okay, well, I'm going to spend the ten bucks. It's my birthday present to myself. So yesterday, the first issue came. Um, I thought of you because the first issue has a uh, naked men. No, go ahead, say it. Billy Tucci what? drawn Sergeant Rock cover. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but, no. Uh, the actual but, the actual yeah. cover looks pretty cool. The, the promo yeah, it does, nice. but I'll tell you, I, I can't buy it. Can't no, I'm, they they have a few pencil pages from inside, and it's, you know, I don't know how it'll be colored. I don't know how it'll be inked. I don't know where the word balloons are going to go or the captions, but at, at least in the in, in the scale that they have these pencil pages for inside the article, these look like, this doesn't look anything like the work he did on She or on Heroes for Hire. This is some, re- it looks like, he, I mean, he's... He's in love with this story, so I think he's right. really... Well, uh, from what I've read, he's trying to get it as historically accurate as he possibly can, which is a very good thing. But yes? It, but no, it, it, oh, no, that, that idea, yeah, that is a very good thing. The, the, the detail I mean, in these he, pencils alone is just is yeah. incredible. But the thing that gets me, I like Tucci. I think he's an able draftsman. But the thing that makes Joe Kubert's war stories work is... Kubert's style is everything that war is. It's fast, it's immediate, it's rough, right. it's in your face, and it's there. Boom! You ha- you don't have, there's no leeway at all in Kubert's style. It's, it's, it's there, it's on the page. Whereas Tucci looks like he's, I don't know, he's planning too hard. He's, I, I don't know how to say it, but it's just I think too, I, I get it, yeah. It's too stiff for right. me, too staid, yeah. Yeah, staged, that, that's make good. It, it, does, it doesn't make it bad, it just... It doesn't. It doesn't flow that for you. With Sergeant Rock, right? Yeah. The uh, they also yeah. This is really my issue because they also talk about. There's an article on uh, <laughs> DCU decisions, 
and uh, and and something we talked about before we started recording. I think we talked about it before we recorded. Uh, they talk about the new season of Heroes. Uh, uh, although the uh, it's getting pooped on, isn't it? There is a uh, well. I didn't. Well, yeah. After the most recent episode, things that I've read and heard from people that have loved the show and watched every episode, they weren't too pleased with how. Uh, I've never seen one, and I don't think I plan on it. No, that, same, that's same not in the comics buyer's guide. They, yeah, Mark Patton gives a sneak peek at the new season of Heroes. Well, they have the Jeff Loeb connection and everything like that. So, yeah, they, they'll talk about that. There's an Iron Man timeline, so I'll, I'll be looking forward to that. But I, I just, the articles, oh, I might have something to talk about next week because it looks like, all right, this There's is. There's a plus. This is, thank you, see, something to tune in for. See, 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 Chris, that's the sound of a million iPods being, hundreds of iPods being <laughs> His, this is this is from Peter David's But I Digress column. If, three decades hence, the Hero Initiative is talking about how the comics community should rally behind Alan Moore because he's in dire financial straits, it's going to be hard to ignore that he largely brought it on himself because he's turning up his nose at hundreds of thousands of dollars now. Because yeah, he, he talks about, he talks yeah, about yeah, the Watchmen. <laughs> First of all, that's never going to happen. I know. Number, that. number two, number two, I really hope Peter David never ever criticizes Alan Moore because I like a lot of Peter David stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it, to the belly. Planets, planets apart. Planets, oh, yes, yes. Planets I, and, and that's and that's just that's just a snippet from from the column. I haven't read it yet. I, I don't know if it's if it's about the Watchmen movie, if it's about more. I, I I'll read the column when we're done tonight, so I'll uh, there you go. I'll let you know. I let I let my CBG uh, subscription lapse when they went to that magazine format. Yeah, I miss the newspaper. Be- I really do. I do too. That's that. Well, the internet pretty much put the screws yeah. to CBG, and it's not. The, I remember when CB. Listen, this old fart now. I remember when CBG was two inches thick. And consisted of eighty percent classified ads, where you can buy buy comics yeah. from everyone and his brother. Oh, those were the days! And and every cover was a a huge fold out by a different artist. And Don Rosa was in it. Oh, I loved CBG back then. And you know what? Go on eBay and try and find some of those old CBGs. It's tough. Yeah, it is. It's hard to do. I, that's I, what they should be doing. They should be going back and archiving that old stuff and printing. Actually, there uh, is a classified uh, ads. Oh, yeah, just to see like Action Comics number, you know, whatever for like thirty cents. Holy crap! You, it'll cost you hundreds of dollars now. I'm pretty yeah, sure they, they they might have um they might have some Tom, some Tom Caters is looking at his iPod right now, going, "Oh my God, this is the podcast for old men." <laughs> oh, I'm scratching my balls oh, right now. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna turn the, we're gonna turn this off. And we're gonna go have meatloaf, Tom. Uh, <laughs> Gumar applesauce. This, I, I, I mean, they have a price guide now, and it's just. I mean, there's some. I mean, oh, I know. I love, I love Maggie Thompson, and there's even, I think, a price guide on uh, CGC. She's a firecracker. Oh yeah, Ma- Maggie Thompson. To to continue on. When your husband passes away, yes. and he was as beloved as pretty much anyone in comic fandom, that's tough to do. You know, she worked with the guy on the same magazine forever. Yeah, and then, and then you just go goes home and with she the still guy. does it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I give her a lot of credit. I won't buy her magazine, but <laughs> I give her a lot of credit. <laughs> I'll say hi to her at a convention. 
That's I mean, right. Yeah. Maggie, what's up? Yeah. All right. We got to get out of here. Yeah. We are way over time. Yes. yes. Yeah. Way over time. Yeah. I will say something, and, and this comes from L. Dave. Astro Train is an asshole. There you go. Just baby. take take our word for it. And read All Hail Megatron number three, because it's great. Bye, Spider-Girl. Yes. Well, not for much longer. Oh, stop it. No. <laughs> it's not helping. <laughs> yeah. Chris, say your piece, buddy. Uh, uh, come to the Windy City Comic Con. That was sweet. I knew that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yes, come to the Windy City Comic Con, October 25th. Yes, the the last. What's the countdown now? What's week, the countdown now? I swear. Oh, here, hold on. Let me see. We're looking out the window. The the fuzz was in hot pursuit of some drug dealers outside of my house. So the dog and I. And were read that. read uh, Witchblade read because Witchblade. it's getting good. Because uh, they're doing the uh, War of the Witchblade yeah, coming the, up. The five. Witch, yeah, I saw that on Newsroom today. Yeah. Uh, nine Ooh, days, I'm ten sorry. hours, seven minutes, and 45 uh, seconds. <laughs> Join us next week when hopefully we'll be able to be sporting some wood. Mm, so wood. We'll, be, we'll be back here. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.